survived fourth of july weekend i suppose probably some grogginess uh coming back to the work week from late nights and cookouts and heat and all that trying to keep their dogs calm i always feel so sorry for dogs i know and it starts earlier and earlier each year (laughs) like my dog was terrified we had a lot the night before before. right practicing i guess is what's happening are people excited and they're just already out there shooting i don't know but um, it reminded me that, uh, well, I, I looked up to see, like, what are some patriotic songs that people have been listening to uh-huh. this weekend? Yeah. And to not, I wasn't very surprised to find that God Bless the USA by Lee Such Greenwood song. is the number one song in every patriotic playlist. It's downloaded like 25 times more than it normally is on fourth of july yeah that's yeah. awesome um, it is a great song it is everybody thinks it's called proud to be american uh-huh. proud to be an american but it's actually called god bless the usa okay for any of you trivia lovers out there <laughs> lee greenwood actually lives here in franklin he does and i've seen him on a couple of occasions but one that was like the most patriotic of all. <laughs> I love this story. I had jury duty. Yep. And I was already feeling patriotic in showing up to the courthouse. Just how our judicial system works. Yes. And this wasn't an actual case I was being called for. This was everyone that had jury duty at some point that year. You were getting assigned the potential week okay. for that year yeah. that you would be called. So... Everybody's packed into this old downtown Franklin courthouse room, and they're going alphabetical. So, of course, I was towards the end. And people are on their phones and reading books and quieting babies, and it was hot, and it was just Mm -hmm. kind of a, I don't know, cluster. But I just happened to be paying attention enough to hear, Greenwood, Lee, Greenwood. (laughs) And there it was. He stood up. And, I mean, I thought we should all just... Bust into song. <laughs> stand up and put our hands over our hearts and break out in song with him. It was precious. And I'm impressed he was there. That He, he was there. He showed up kinda... and got his assigned date. Now, I don't know if he got chosen uh-huh. for a later jury. You actually did, didn't you? No, you I went and showed oh. up and they cut me. Okay. I was so disappointed. You. I wanted to do it so bad. That's what's happened to me before was I got... I'm you know, probably call, far too conservative. They probably ahead. asked me like two questions and they're like, she doesn't bend. Okay. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what all the parameters are that a lawyer thinks through. I know it's case by case, but anyway, so that was, that's Lee Greenwood to me. And that's he just so symbolizes sweet. the fourth. And I'm sure there's been great patriot, patriotic songs played in your home or in your community this weekend while we you are watched gonna, your fireworks show. Yeah, we're going to talk about today a music genre that I also sort of associate with the 4th of July because you hear this played in a lot of summer festivals, mm. outdoor events. Um, I don't know. It just lends well to being outside in the heat, and yeah. that makes sense because it That's was created it outside in the heat. So today we're talking about the Delta Blues. Yeah. 
And, you know, this is one that we really felt was critical to include in Southern culture. That's right. It's um, representative, clearly, of the South and... um, Hardship. Hardship, yeah. So um, we're going to talk specifically about an area called Clarksdale, Mississippi today. Mm -hmm. Um, But first, let's just talk about kind of what the Delta Blues is. Okay. Well, the Delta Blues is one of the earliest known styles of blues music. There's many different styles, but this originated in the Mississippi Delta, which stretches from Memphis, Tennessee on the north side to Vicksburg, Mississippi in the south, and from Helena, Arkansas in the west to the Yazoo River in the east. The Mississippi Delta is famous for very fertile soil, yeah. but also for great poverty. Yep. That's for sure. Um, do you want me to kind of go into just the Delta Blues tradition? Yeah, do it. And then I'll, I'll jump in after you're done with that and talk a little bit about Clarksdale. Okay. So the traditional blues songs were handed down by word of mouth from one performer to another. An artist would often add new lyrics to an old song and make it their own. The guitar and the harmonica were the primary tools of the Delta Bluesmen, mostly because of the ease of carrying them around. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, Many of the musicians of the early blues era were sharecroppers or worked on many of the uh, plantations that dotted that Mississippi Delta. Excuse me. The Delta blues are typically identified by the music's highly rhythmic structure, sometimes featuring clashing rhythms accompanied by strong vocals. Although the lyrics of Delta Blues are often simple with repeated lines, a trademark of the style, they also tend to be highly personal and reflective of the hard life of the African-American farmer in the South. Yeah, there's like a particular intensity um, that I feel like is brought through like projected lyrics Yeah, in the Delta Blues and... Anyway, sorry. I just kind of wanted to. No, yeah. I mean, I I think of that. There's often a a real cry of loneliness. Yeah, it's like coming from the belly. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's like, yeah. Um, I even think almost like lack of love. I don't know if that's too harsh, but a lot of it has to do with loneliness and just hardship and, um, the true origins of the blues are pretty dusty. I mean, they, we don't know exactly how all of this was birthed, but yeah. you can just tell it is birthed out of hardship. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, W.C. Handy is said to have discovered it in a Mississippi train station in the early 1900s via a traveler pressing his knife into gu- guitar strings. That's crazy. Um, like, is he just, I just think of somebody, they're literally sitting there bored, hot, waiting on a train. Yeah. Like, and why were they digging this a knife into <laughs> guitar strings? So it's like a disturbed teenager or something, you know? It like, you're been, just like, actually, yeah. that very thing. Yeah. Um, that W.C. Handy actually later became one of the first to publish sheet music for the blues. Oh, for cool. For the Delta Blues. Um, But its roots extend deeper to 19th century southern plantations, like I said. Um, Kind of those folk songs and spiritual songs. There's even great um, African spiritual gospel songs that were birthed out of some of those sharecroppers as well. Yeah, yeah. 
but the Delta Blues, you know, um, kind of went on to also um, influence other forms of the blues. There's yeah, that's true. You know, Chicago blues, Detroit blues. Yes, um, some different. Yeah, directional. I, I think most people would just think the blues is the blues, but people that really know the blues know the difference. There's these subgenres, and so yeah, we're really kind of talking about the most southern, and that's why we're calling it the Delta Blues and not just calling it the Blues. The Blues, that's right. Um, gosh, there's so many names that we could mention. Um, I mean, if you want to dive into... Well, let me tell a little bit about Clarksdale yeah, first. Yeah, while, while we're There's a lot of that. specific players that that's came good. from Clarksdale. Clarksdale's about four and a half hours from Nashville. Okay. I looked that up. You would go, you'd head west to Memphis and then just south into In Mississippi. South. And okay. it's northern Mississippi, Clarksdale is. But Clarksdale's been the center for blues culture since about the 1920s. And the location is why. The location was a transportation hub where Highway 61 Uh, and 49 connect. Okay. And that was where the um, Illinois Central and other railroads maintained like a depot and passenger terminals. And that's where a Greyhound bus company built a station. Um, And so it made Clarksdale. Isn't it funny how transportation. We forget. It's we so really, integral. We on. really do forget how important something like having a bus or a train stop in your town makes it a hub. Made you, it put you, it literally put you on the map. That's right. Nobody knew about you before then. <laughs> um, but I guess that's where that saying camp comes from. But so that brought in passengers uh-huh. that if they had money to travel, they might have money to spend on entertainment. Okay. So that. Um, economic boom that Clarksdale experienced created audiences with money to spend on entertainment and the blues flourished in the city there. So I'll talk of just, I'm going to touch on a few of the names. Um, Some of these are recognizable and I think we have a little bit of, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of these guys, but um, yeah, these are legendary musical artists that were born and raised in and around Clarksdale. Okay. So we're kind of talking, we'll give it maybe an hour, or one hour, one and a half hour radius yeah, around yeah. Clarksdale. Uh, Muddy Waters, John Lee Hooker, Sunhouse, Ike Turner. Mm-hmm. Totally forgot Clarksdale, about him. Clarksdale, yeah. Uh, Jackie Brinston, Sam Cooke, Junior Parker. Sam Cooke. I know. Yeah, I mean, these are big. W.C. Handy, um, and then... B.B. King was from about an hour, we said. Indianola, is that how you say it? Indianola, Mississippi. He was born in the mid-20s. Yeah, so, I mean, today, you know, historic blues culture is preserved for visitors while contemporary musicians carry on the great Delta blues tradition. But it's just wild to think of such a small town to us right now carrying all these people but at that time like we just said it was a transportation hub so it wasn't such a you know off the grid sort of spot it might feel like an off the grid location to us now but at that time there were people coming through regularly well time wise i think this is kind of an interesting thing i came across the delta blues enjoyed a brief commercial run during the 1920s but came to an abrupt end when the depression derailed many artists opportunities to record so there's just no money recording's big yeah we can't we have no money to record 
Robert Johnson, who recorded during the 1930s, is widely considered to be the last of the original Delta Blues artists. Mississippi Delta Blues artists would prove to be a major influence on the British blues rock boom of the 1960s. I thought that was interesting, uh-huh. too, especially on the Rolling Stones and Eric Clapton, including his his bands, the Yardbirds and the Cream. And Cream, I'm sorry. So, um, yeah, it influenced many directions. Yeah. But poverty was always an issue in this, for a lot of these artists. Yeah. And to have, even do gigs or have recording money or anything. Well, and you, when you think about gigs, those were like happenstance. I mean, it's not yeah. like a gig in a blues bar like you would see today. A gig was happenstance at a train station. At a train station. Or right. a juke joint. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what a juke joint is? Well, I've heard that terminology. <laughs> it's just an informal roadside tavern. Okay. But I like saying it here. A juke it joint. Feel, it, it fits, doesn't it? Yeah. It totally fits. Um, but, you know, a gig could have been on a street corner. Yeah. Or at a plantation. I mean, yeah. that, those are your gigs. Like, yeah. it's not... It's not a formal, ticketed... Right. you got to remember, like, if charge. there's no recordings, these gigs are also very informal. So... Um, well, do you want me to talk about some of the sites in yeah. Clarksdale? If somebody wants to make a trip and hit some of these it's places. It's not far from Nashville. It's and, not. You know... Yeah. Especially if you were to do both Clarksdale and that Indianola, which I'll talk about that in yeah. a second. But um, some of these, just like we're talking about, this is uh, birthed out of just modest, um, not formal recording studios and things like that. So some of, that even shows up in some of these places in Clarksdale okay. that are yeah. kind of considered significant. The W.C. Handy House Lot. It once um, this his house once stood at this site um, in Clarksdale from 1903 to 1905, and it was during these formative years that he collected many blues songs. So it sounds like that's not oh, even that's there old. anymore. Yeah, yeah. But people still want to see like the the just land where, where it yes. happens. I know. Aren't we funny about that kind of stuff? It's like, so funny. I just need to be on property. <laughs> Um, there's a Delta Blues Museum there in Clarksdale, Mississippi. Which I've heard is great. I bet it is great. Our, a, a neighbor that is really into the blues. Yeah, he was telling us wonderful. that it's a really good museum. It was founded in 1979, houses a wide collection of artifacts from influential blues artists, including B.B. King, Sonny Boy Williamson, Bessie Smith, Muddy Waters, and others. It's located in the historic Clarksdale Freight Depot on Blues Alley. That's so fun. Um, Blues Alley Lane. The museum's mission is to create a welcoming space for visitors to explore the history and heritage of the blues and often features blues workshops by local artists. So it's open Monday through Saturday from 9 to 5 and the general admission is $10. That's cheap. They actually also have the remains of the cabin from... Um, the farm was called Stovall Farms, okay. where Muddy Waters lived during oh, wow. the days of his sharecropping. Wow. And so they've moved that. They've moved it. To this museum. And so you can actually That's see it there cool. at the museum. Yeah. Um, and then I thought this was interesting. Right next door to the Delta Blues Museum is a club called Ground Zero Blues Club. Okay, I didn't know that. And the name comes from Clarksdale, Mississippi, has long been described as Ground Zero for the blues. Oh, yeah. So, um, it all started here. So that's why the name 
That's hence the name. Um, but this blues club was uh, started in 2001, and it's owned by a local attorney and businessman, Bill Luckett, as well as Academy Award-winning actor and Mississippi Delta resident, Morgan Freeman. What? <laughs> as well as a couple of other um, businessmen there in the area. So that's a place for anyone that's looking for authentic Delta blues yeah. to kind of experience that. Their mission is to showcase the best of today's Delta blues musicians. That's cool. Um, yeah. That's very so cool. if you want to make a trip down to Clarksdale, that's a must. It's yeah. a museum and then hit then that club next door. Music. Yeah. And it even has down home, um, menu as well with oh, fun. you know slow cooked pork barbecue of crispy fried catfish which is really popular yeah there as well and if you're going anytime this time of year prepare for heat Ooh, and mosquitoes that's right so maybe make this a fall trip <laughs> that's a good idea <laughs> like you're hearing idea. about it now but just go ahead and put this off until fall for sure um there's a place called the riverside hotel on Sunflower Avenue in Clarksdale. Apparently, this is a place where um, Bessie Smith died and after she was an like auto accident. One of the only female yeah. vocalists in this genre and time That's that we're talking about. So, true pioneer. Yeah. Um, and that hotel has also hosted Sonny Boyle Williamson, Ike Turner, Robert Nighthawk. Um, so that's another place. And then there's a crossroads, which I just think is interesting, of that Highway 61 and 49 that's called the Devil's Crossroads. Oh. I don't know that there's anything necessarily to see, but it's considered an important landmark in the Delta landscape and um, is referenced in many songs, including oh, okay. Robert Johnson's Crossroad Blues. Um, so... Yeah, a lot of people want to see the Devil's Crossroads okay. there in Clarksdale. So that's just a few places. That's cool. Um, and then if you wanted to trek down another hour and fifteen minutes south uh -huh. to that Indianola, that's where the BB King Museum. Okay, so they actually have a museum down there. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, I would. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I would guess of any of these names that we're mentioning. People probably know BB King. BB King, the yeah, most. That's a big I mean, name. I would think people would know the name Muddy Waters too, but I don't know. I think you just never know, though. BB King just died a few he years did. ago, though. I mean, he lived till 2015. Yeah. So even for that reason, yeah, people may. And he's had um, enough renown that he has like nightclubs in his name, true, in some different cities, and so that causes you to know his name as well. And he does. A lot of, or did, does, did, a lot of collaborations. Yeah. So, for instance, you may not know B.B. King until you heard him doing a collaboration with Eric Clapton. Yeah. <laughs> or U2. Or John Mayer. Oh, my God. And on and on and She's on. Done He's done a lot of collaborations. collaborations. That's cool. Um, and then I, I feel like there's so many artists that claim influence, you know, from this Delta Blues. I read that. Um, Jack White of yeah. the White Stripes. I've heard him talk about okay. Delta Blues was really influential. Um, Bonnie Raitt. Okay. She claims Delta Blues. John Mayer, Beck, Keb Mo, all of those. Okay, people. now this is interesting because I like all those artists. So I'm like, okay, thank God for the Delta Blues because yeah. if that's been so influential on 
so many of these great guitarists. I know. In particular. Yeah. On on rock. Yeah. Like, all of those guys are considered rock, so it's just funny that, I mean, I don't know, I guess you could consider some of those more bluesy, folkish. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, somebody as straight up as you two yeah. and John Mayer. Yeah. I mean, you know, like... Yeah, you definitely hear it in Eric Clapton. Yes. But, yeah, to know... That he that this influence has affected so many that we love. Yeah. Wow. So well. speaking of influence, um, if you haven't heard the name Muddy Waters, his actual name was McKinley Morganfield. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't heard that. I don't know when and where Muddy Waters came became his stage name or his mm-hmm. um, nickname, but that's he was actually McKinley Morganfield and. He was, by the age of 17, already dabbling around with the guitar and harmonica. And um, he, as we mentioned, he was from Clarksdale, um, worked as a sharecropper. But his influence is, like, incalculable. Like, his influence on rock and roll for specifics, he had a song called, in 1950, was kind of... 1950s is really when his hits started popping. Because, like we said earlier... Recording stopped for a period. I mean, he was born in 1913, I think. Okay. Yeah. So, recording stopped for a period. Um, you know, who knows how long it took him to get up to Chicago to get uh-huh. his record deal. You know, he signed his first record deal with um, Columbia Records. So, all of that takes time. So, when you say 1950, I feel like he's been making hits long before that. But, yeah, for our records... He had hits in the 1950s, and he had one in 1950 called Rolling Stone. Okay. Which then <laughs> led to the British band The Rolling Stones naming their so band funny. after his song. Wow. That's um, literally where they got their name. Literally. Wow. From his 1950 hit, yeah. Um, Jimi Hendrix recalled that the first guitar player he was aware of was Muddy Waters. Um. One of that's huge. I know one of, and I'm just talking about rock and roll examples. Yeah, because um, I feel like that's one of some of the ones that touch the closest to <laughs> yeah. you know, like music I listen to. One of Led Zeppelin's biggest hits called "Whole Lot of Love" is based on the Muddy Waters hit "You Need Love." Wow. Yeah, and it just kind of goes on and on. Following Muddy Waters' death, BB um, King actually told. Guitar World magazine, it's going to be years and years before most people realize how greatly he contributed to American music. Wow. And I think that it is. I mean, yeah. even us kind of digging this up and talking about it yeah. here, I'm like, okay, I wasn't familiar with Muddy Waters, but I'm familiar with everything that he has influenced yeah. and touched. And so um, I do think that quote is right on, BB. Well, it's interesting because, you know, I don't know how people measure things like this. So I'm going to tell you, in my research, I came across this quote that said that the Delta Blues is considered one of the only indigenous okay. music yeah. genres of our country. Of our country, yeah. Now, I don't know how you could measure that because I think about, like, the Native Americans. You know they had sure, like yeah. music styles yeah. of drums and stuff like that. So that would be one as well. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be others. But I'm just saying, this is right. a very important yeah. um, music style of yeah. our country. Yeah, that that came from here. Um, yeah. You Thrived know. here, spread right. here. Yeah. Literally birthed here. That's interesting. So I, I think that's huge. Um, 
But yeah, uh, also, you know that little field guide that you gave me about the American South? So good. So good. I'll put a, <laughs> put a link to that up in the show notes because it's a good gift or a good reference book. It to really keep on is. Hand. Yeah. It has a little, um, in under their road trip section. Oh, yeah. There's one of Memphis and the Delta. And okay. so um, it gives lots of details on that little road trip. And it is a three-day road trip. Okay. Where you see Memphis, Clarksdale, and Greenwood, Mississippi, and Jackson, Mississippi. But I was just going to mention here on the Clarksdale section, in case somebody is going to make cool. that trip. Yeah. Um, that it mentions, you know, driving that Highway 61, um, going to the Highway 61 Blues Museum. Yeah. Um, and then there's a club called Red's Lounge there in Clarksdale. And I also remembered that that was one of, um, in this Garden and Gun Southerner's Handbook that I have. Also a good reference also book. Good I'll reference. put it in the show notes. Great gift. Great reference book. It has five essential venues that you need to hit to get a nice, um, rounded out. Okay. So any, Southern any music. music genre. Yeah. Of Southern music. And in the top five, it has this Red's Lounge in Clarksdale, Mississippi. Um, so I just wanted to... That's cool. Yeah. You need to hit that. And it's up was, there in the with the Ryman, the 40-watt club. You know, it's like five essential ones, and Red's Lounge is in there. That's so, good. Um, That's a big deal. Wanted to mention that. Um, and it also mentions, you know, places to eat and stay and all of that. So if you want to make the trip, guide. Yeah. check out the field guide. Yeah. I won't give all those details. Yeah. but So that's a, a three-day trip. And I, that's a good amount that's of time. That's in Memphis and three cities in, in Mississippi. That's I a great trip. I feel like a lot of people are oftentimes looking for that amount yeah. of time. What would be they can't fun. commit to a week and they need more than a day trip. So. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. I like these road trips they mention in there. There's yeah, some great ideas. That's actually, all of those cities are a part of an even wider triangle that we're going to probably talk about on a, a later episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Americana Music Triangle, and or they also call it following the Golden Record Road. Okay. So that's like Nashville, Memphis down even to New Orleans. It's a large triangle. So that's hitting jazz, blues, early rock. Yes. Okay. So the reason it's so, that is so important is there were a, this tiny triangle that nine distinct genres of music came from. Wow. Nine. Blues, jazz, country, rock and roll, R&B, gospel, that's southern right. gospel, and Cajun. And bluegrass. Whoa. Yeah. So, bluegrass, I would say, might even you have to might have to go a little go bit a little, further. I know, but I see what they're saying. Like all of that is representative in that triangle. That's yeah. pretty amazing. That's wild to think about. And so, yeah, Clarksdale's in the mix of that. And and I would say that the river has to do with it because yeah. look how it yeah. runs. Yeah, you know how we were just talking about transportation. So you've absolutely. got the Mississippi mm-hmm. running where things can get yeah. from Miss Memphis to New Orleans. Yeah. And, yeah. All of that makes a big difference. And part of that is the Natchez Trace Parkway, which is just a pretty drive. Oh, my goodness. So which that could be a whole episode as well. <laughs> actually could. 
Well, um, I wanted to mention a couple of organizations that I came across that I thought were cool. If yeah. Good yes, time to do that. that's great. Um, so we have a really good friend and neighbor um, who is on the board for an organization called the Pine Top Perkins Foundation. Okay. Um, and we can maybe put a, I link can put a link to yeah. that as well. But it is um, an organization that is trying to keep the blues alive through um, helping young people who are showing some interest or talent in some of these, you know, piano, harmonica, bass, some of the different, you know, guitar. Preserving Southern traditions. That's right. Exactly what we want to see happen. Um, (laughs) So the Pine Top Perkins Foundation does workshops to really help these um, young people learn furthering their skills and their and a lot of because of the area you know there's a lot of poverty yeah so they don't get to just go take bass lessons or yeah uh, harmonica lessons so they help in financial assistance makes a difference um so i love that they're doing that that's cool and um actually our neighbor we ask him because he's on that board he's very knowledgeable about the blues he's gonna do a top 20 must listen to delta blues playlist sweet for us for people who might want to kind of just see what this is all about all right serve them up a platter that's right so that's awesome yet another reason you need to follow our yeah social media we'll put that on our instagram and facebook links to find that yeah so we'll have that and then another organization that i came across that i wanted to mention um is actually out of north carolina and it's called the music maker relief foundation um they had a great just four minute overview video that i watched on youtube okay um but they do um mostly helping elderly okay other extreme artists (laughs) but trying to preserve you know their um giftings Uh by helping them with gigs music management like you know these people they said many of them make between ten and eighteen thousand dollars a year. Oh my gosh! So they have no money to They're not marketing themselves, market and pitching and, or themselves. even may not even know how to do They're that. Not or, on emails, sending out right notes to get a gig. Yeah. So again, here's where this poverty is affecting the future. Yes. Of the, it's it's affected all along. Yeah. This getting going. Yeah. And so I love that we have the Pine Top Perkins Foundation that's trying to. Get that's the young so good, people, lady. yeah, and then this music maker relief foundation that's trying to help the elderly. So we keep this alive. We have to do that. That's Isn't that right. awesome. So oh, I'm definitely linking to both of those. Yeah, and if you feel so led to donate to those or yeah, whatever. I just I love that they are that's doing that. Cool. Also came across the 42nd annual Mississippi Delta Blues and Heritage Festival. What? When's that? That is Saturday, September 21st in okay. Greenville, Mississippi. Okay. Um, so that would even be a cool time to go visit Clarksdale. Maybe hit For those on sure. a Friday. Yes. Go to the festival on Saturday and, and make your drive home on Sunday. It'd be a great weekend. Yes, it would. And then if you're in the car and want to listen to some (laughs) blues on the road trip. Heck yeah. um, I know Spotify and Pandora both have Delta Blues radio stations. And I I don't have Sirius XM, but BB King Bluesville is a station. Oh, cool. On Sirius XM. So 
yeah. road trip waiting to happen. That's right. Stay in theme the whole time <laughs> if you're going down, I think. Get your Coke and but, peanuts. But get your Coke we and talked peanuts. about on our sodas episode. But also, if you're in a really good mood, maybe listen to something else before yeah. taking it down because it does kind of It dip. does drag you down. It, it, it might is. take a dip emotionally, but then I'm sure there's some blues songs that'll... I have to tell you, back though, up. I went through a blues phase of listening to the blues when I lived in Atlanta. You did. Uh, with Leslie. Yeah. And we had a club walkable from our apartment that was so great. Was it a blues club? It was called Blues Harbor. Okay. And it was true blues okay. music. Um, not like a place where all the hipsters were hanging yeah. out. Like, yeah. this was... Um, but it was so fun, and we... This would have been in the 90s. In the 90s. Yeah. Like we occasionally interacted with, you know, some of the artists and talked to them and different things like that. And That's cool. Um, so that was a great place. And Atlanta has a couple other uh, blues clubs that are still going, that were okay. going then. Blind Willies and Northside Tavern are okay. two um, blues clubs that are still up and running. So, That's cool. Um, you know... Very, like you said, can be kind of a, because it's birthed out of hardship, kind of a depressing music to yeah. listen to. Yeah. Um, but it's certainly important and integral in shaping music that we Tells listen to. Tells a story. To. That's right. And if you're a lover of Led Zeppelin, listen to You Need Love by Muddy Waters and figure out how they came how up with a whole, whole lot of love. A whole lot of love was born. Gosh, I love Led Zeppelin. I could hear it. I mean, I, I haven't even compared the two, but uh-huh. I can totally see that. So I want to mention an up-and-comer in the blues world. Actually, he's already getting quite oh. renowned. Okay. Um, in case people want to check out one of the one of the young ones oh, yeah. that are up-and-coming. Um, he goes by the name Kingfish. Oh, I've heard that name. Okay. Ingram is his last name. Okay. okay. So, anyway, he has played here in Franklin at Kimbrough's. Cool. Um, but he is, basically was considered a child prodigy. So, he's, like, still Been really playing young. really, you know, from a very young age. Okay. I think he's now just turned 20. Whoa. Um, but ridiculous talent. Okay. Like, that true blues guitar of, like, there was just those long guitar, you yeah. know, um, instrumentals and... Um, check out Kingfish Ingram okay. if you want to, you know, hear kind of one of the youth that yeah. are tackling this genre of music. He sounds just like these guys that were playing at seventeen That's and right. that were killing it already right. at a young age. So awesome. check him out. I, did, I would be remiss not to mention one of the okay big names right now. Yeah, yeah. That's check good. him out. Cool. Well, that is your um, brief overview on Delta Blues. On the Delta Blues. We hope we did it justice, and um, we do hope that we are playing one little bit of a part in preserving and telling the stories and uh, making sure that Delta Blues lives on in the South, is it? That's right. I might go listen to some Bessie Smith, because I want to see what that female did for music. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know listen to her before so that would be a good one all right y'all make it a good week and we'll see you back here next time bye y'all